0: Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative podcast. My name is Rim. I'm an artist, a certified life coach, and an NLP practitioner, and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature. people face, and share my experiences, insights, and favorite tools along the way. I'm here to empower you to turn what we often do to curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So, let's dive in! and grateful for you tuning in today I want to talk about fear and how moving from fear to curiosity can make a big difference but first let me share a little story so water has always been a super important element for me in my life um, in my astrology I have a lot of water element I always feel regenerated when I'm near water, I feel more relaxed, I feel more at peace. I love the colour, I love just you know like sitting by the, the shores and just watching the waves crashing down or even when the water is quiet. If Whether it's a lake, a river, uh, the ocean, the sea, I just love it. Even water at home I love. <laughs> of looking at the water falling down the faucet it really makes me feel good and I grew up um, as some of you know I grew up in most of my childhood in Tunisia uh, which is uh, a Mediterranean country quite like surrounded by sea and I used to live like 30 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes drive to the beach so I would go there often and Tunisia is, enjoys quite a warm weather at least half of the year so I would go a lot to the sea so that's something that is really important for me and why am I sharing this <laughs> it's because as as much as I loved water and I loved being in water I forgot I forgot to mention I also love taking bath so I love water but I was quite scared of the depth of water. Like, if I would be swimming, I would be scared to go and swim where it's too deep. You know, when it's so deep, that, then the, the, the sea is quite dark. It appears navy black, um, navy black, navy blue, and not transparent or not clear anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I had a lot of anxiety about that. Also, uh, when there were a lot of um, seaweed, I would feel quite scared to go there because the seaweed would darken the the sea so I could not really see through it and so I thought that uh, scuba diving could be something that I could never do because I was so scared but yet I loved swimming and a few years ago when I traveled to Thailand I decided to try scuba diving I was scared but the the promise of the beauty, the incredible beauty of the underwater world was stronger than the fear. Just the idea of discovering all these colors and experiencing it myself. I thought, okay, that's something I'm I'm willing to do. And also I don't want to be the slave of my fear. I don't want to be, to remain small because I'm scared. I love swimming. I want to spend a lot of time by the sea. It's such a, like, I don't want to be dominated by that fear. And so I took some uh, diving class in Phuket. And of course I chose a teacher that was um, patient and that I, who I felt safe with. And yes, initially, like the first few seconds diving in, I was like, oh, <laughs> so scared. But as soon because it was really dark. But as soon as we reached the level underwater, you know, like dive, we dove deep enough that we could see what's happening there, like this amazing world. My fear vanished. I was like so in awe of all this beauty and so excited, and I felt like I'm in paradise. I, I thought like okay, Earth, like the beauty we can see on Earth. Is nothing compared to the beauty underwater. It was really amazing, and 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 for me, it was a big lesson, showing me that you see you could transform your fear into curiosity and t- into excitement, and it was worth it because yes, you did go through a few moments, a few minutes of uh, anxiety and fear. By the end, you saw this amazing world, this beauty this variety animals the plants everything like it taught me so much and i would have regretted to hold myself back to not try diving because of my fear it's something that opened my mind so much it's a treasure that i will cherish forever and it taught me so much I'm so grateful from that experience. It's like an amazing, wonderful world that always stay with me. Whenever I feel low or sad or feel like, what's the point? You know, all is lost. What is this world? What is this humanity? Like so many of us highly sensitive people, we can sometimes like we can get into these moods where we feel like what's the point because we see we are so sensitive to the injustice or the darkness the negative things. But at the same time, we're also super sensitive to the good. And I feel so lucky that I have this ability. This ability to keep with me all those beautiful memories. It's up to me to choose to see that side. The bright side. The beautiful side. The magic of the world. Yes, there is darkness. But there is also beauty and light. And I would not have seen that world had I been tied down to my fear to my fear of the dark of darkness of the sea so okay you might ask me but Reem why are you telling us this story who cares and that's just water that's just like a touristic. or it's just like a hobby it's not a real life in life things are much more difficult and yes things are more difficult or more complex but it's still, the essence is still the same. It's this idea of fear and how we can move from fear to curiosity. And that shift in perspective make a huge difference. Because I used to let myself hold, held back by my fears and my anxiety. Like, even though I've always loved the idea of following my dreams, too often I let myself be held back by a number of anxious thoughts, intense emotions and (laughs) overthinking, (laughs) this thing that we know that we do a lot as highly sensitive people. The fear of failure and disappointment likes to creep up whenever we intend to step outside of our comfort zone and expand in new territories and take more space. So that's something that we will encounter again and again and again. Like in the story I shared about water, I still get sometimes like when I get into water again yes the first few seconds I have this (gasps) uh, the darkness of the sea and then I have to consciously remember like I choose to consciously remember oh yes but remember that beauty that world magical world that is under under it so it's a a we need to reinforce it that's what I mean because fear can seem so real that it can seem as if something really terrible is going to happen and that we may die from it. But like the sphere of darkness of the sea, of the depths of the sea. For me, I know it's also tied to the, the story, the childhood story, The Little Mermaid. I love that book and it really marked me, uh, but it kind of scared me a lot when I was a child. I made a lot of nightmares from that because I kept imagining the, the mean witch at the bottom of the seas and how she tells the little mermaid not to look back and i could imagine myself being the little mermaid running and being running in the dark and having to escape all of this uh, this seaweed that looked very threatening as if they wanted to catch me and and um and take me down like chains and um i think that's where my fear of the sea started yeah of course my family environment my mom has had a lot of still has a lot of anxiety about that so she didn't kind of she didn't encourage me as a child to go for it anyway and that's the case for many of the dreams we want to pursue in life it's not always the logical thing or the mainstream things that we want to do. And therefore, we, were f- we, we faced misunderstanding or also like words of caution from our closed ones. Like, are you sure you want to do this? That's not safe. That's dangerous. So that's very unlikely. You, you, you're, ve- you're very likely to succeed. Or that's kind of um, um, chaotic or it's not reasonable. doesn't make any sense but it doesn't make any sense for them but it makes sense for us and what I learned with time is that that the the truth is actually the only thing that dies of fear is our dreams so like I didn't die from yes I was scared of death when I looked at the sea of the darkness of the sea but I didn't die yes there are some risks of course but it's quite unlikely (laughs) and learning to dive was totally possible something that i could do without without too many difficulties it's what i mean is it's not something that is impossible that's um totally up my alley and this came to my mind recently because I, i've been going through a big phase of transition a lot of things are being changed and there has been a lot of uh, uprooting and rerouting and i Who says transition also says uncertainty. And uncertainty goes with fear for us human beings and actually for animals. When we are in new settings, we need some time to take our marks and ensure that everything is safe and even more for highly sensitive people because it's a bit more difficult for us to adjust to change it doesn't mean we cannot do it it means that because we feel everything so intensely and we notice all the subtleties we can see all the signs for danger we can see what's potentially going wrong and our mind can go on overdrive overthinking and (laughs) it can get quite heavy so all this to say okay i'm gonna share uh, some like the experience my experience lately and but i'm sure you've experienced that at some point it's this this impression that everything is shattering around me and also inside me like my world the world as i knew it has exploded also, my identity. This has been, a, like, my identity, it has been a longer process. Like, I've had this impression and this feeling almost every year for the past, uh, what, five, six years. Uh, but this, de- this like, recently I felt like it's been happening faster and faster. Like, I'm removing some layers faster, fast, uh, faster and faster. Yeah, and also it's like this, uh, as if there was a gigantic broken glass in front of me, and it's breaking down in slow motion. And at the same time, I have this sensation of falling down Alice's rabbit hole. So it's a kind of Alice is in Wonderland, (laughs) meet the Matrix, with a little bit of a lot of the rings touched to it. So, if you felt like that, you probably also felt this instinct of preservation and fear, like just as I was saying before. So, it it shows up like holding to what we can to keep a feeling of safety and control, which is a way to reassure our nervous system, because our nervous system's job is to keep us safe. And that will lead to resistance resistance to do something new, resistance to look for solutions, resistance to. choose differently to adopt new routines to adopt new point of views trying to stick to what we know to what we've what we're used to even if these things that we were used to were not so beneficial to us at least not anymore it can be difficult because of that fear we're holding on tight i wish you could see me because as i was doing this i like automatically my fist went clenching that's this um that's the energy i want to convey it's like keeping things up keeping things in keeping the status quo and at the same time there's this impression that time doesn't really exist anymore that's how i felt so that's now we're getting into interstellar the movie interstellar uh, with this idea of the time notion is actually not what we think it is i've been feeling like this a lot lately like there is time but not how we were led to believe it did Uh, I can see and feel my past and my future as if they were parallel lives happening at the same time. I'm projecting, I can see the past, I have all the past fears creeping up coming up to the surface the things that were and the things that were not and the things that ended when I say the things I mean like the dreams the situation but also my thoughts and my beliefs and then I can see as if there was a, a door opening at the same time and I can see it and that's the door opening to the a garden of new possibilities and I can see how things will be because I set intentions for new things and it's happening already like I can picture it I can see it as it was as if it's a movie at the same time I can see the past also happening as if it's a movie And that's super scary, but also super exciting. And I feel actually it's a chance. Yeah, there's some days where I feel like, oh, no, that's so exhausting. But also, like, now I'm glad I'm recording this episode because as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, actually, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm leaving a movie. (laughs) And I think actually talking about movie taking this perspective that like life is a movie yeah it's a cliche but imagine just just imagine a minute if your life was a a movie and you're the main character you're the hero what would you like the hero to do and be what choices would the hero take like, will the change be super easy? Would it be happening overnight? And that's it. And we there's nothing to say. Like, everything is already perfect. And the hero, the heroine, knows how to handle everything. And her emotions are all on check. And she's doing all the right thing at the right time. And <laughs> would that be an interesting movie? <laughs> I don't think so. It's much more interesting if the hero, the heroine, is going through a whole transformation phase. And there are challenges. And things not happening and <laughs> misunderstandings and something there is a there is like actually a story and the heroine the hero the heroine eventually manages to overcome all of this and gets to learn more about herself and then she's um starting her new life or new things are happening and then there's probably a, a second installment to the movie and by the way did you know that excitement and fear are in fact closely intertwined in the brain, they share the same physiological reaction. It's like the adrenaline that gets released through the body when we are scared. It's the same as when we are excited. Which means our body interprets it exactly the same way. For our body, fear and excitement is the same. But our mind interprets it differently. (laughs) Yes, it's always the mind. The mind that is going on its own tangent, doing its own stories and, but actually the bodies uh, see things differently differently from the mind that is and that's such a good news because it means we have the power you have the power to choose how you want to experience the situation you can choose to be held back by your fear and stay in your comfort zone just like before, for a long time I did with the sea and diving and everything. Or you can choose to expand and you can choose to see the situation as excitement. And that's how I was ex- in my sea experience, I was able to experience this amazing underwater world. And that's empowering and freeing. And <laughs> I keep saying the same thing, I think. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy. Of course, to retrain your brain takes effort and dedication and commitment and repetition and but it doesn't mean it's not possible you can start with little things in order to do that i think first it's really important to hold in your mind in your hold the belief that it's possible to feel fear and excitement it doesn't have to be one or the other often we feel like oh but if i feel scared then it means it's not right for me if i want to do something it should be I should not feel fear at all but it's not true it's actually it doesn't have to be one or the other could it be both can we hold these two emotions together at the same time and i think we can or like already accepting this possibility will make things different then accepting fear because it's a certain time and so a certainty you don't know what's going to happen whether you are saying goodbye to a relationship and setting up for a new life on your own and that's could be scary and uncertain because you haven't been single for a long while or whether you're deciding to change career to leave your job change country start a creative project put yourself out there for the first time, be vulnerable, all of these, if you are not used to do that, can be very, very, very scary. Um, So like giving yourself grace, that it's okay. It's the instinct of preservation kicking in, holding to what we can to keep a feeling of safety and control that's reassuring to the nervous system. It's healthy to feel fear. Actually, if you didn't feel fear, that would be quite uh, problematic, I think, because it would mean that you have no notion of danger. So for me, when I have this feeling, because sometimes this feeling of shattering glass and falling down the, the rabbit hole can be, sometimes the emotion is so intense that my system shut downs and I'm like oh. it gets really intense and in that case I found that crying, allowing myself to be super scared was healthy, and cry, because sometimes you know the emotion needs to get released and crying is very liberating, it takes out this energy stuck within. So having a good cry that's really healthy, and then, and then, healing good old Alice is in Wonderland advice like when she falls down the rabbit hole she's a little bit like at the beginning she's not scared because she's so amazed and curious about the rabbit you know she's never seen a rabbit so she's like taken into the the moment to do that um that rapid that's that quick movement and she falls down the hole but then when she falls down the, the hole at some point she's a little bit scared because it's it takes forever and she cannot see anything uh, and she tries to grab the things on her way so that's how we do we try to grab that's how i said, like the resistance we try try to grab at what we can that to what is familiar to us and that's okay like allowing ourselves to do that without judging ourselves without making ourselves wrong about this i think it's uh, helpful i used to beat myself up for that like rim why can you not change why can you not adapt what why, why can you not just go for it You don't need to stay in the past. No, I don't need to, but I also need to understand that beating myself up is not going to help me (laughs) change faster. So thinking about Alice, I found is really helpful. She's a little bit scared, but her curiosity to follow the rabbit, to follow something that's extraordinary, that is intriguing, is stronger than her fear. So she let her curiosity guide her. And by releasing the fear, she actually finds some solution, creative solution. Like this solution, she didn't see them before. When she's stuck in the in the hallway and she wants to open the door, the little door and the key is too small, uh, the door is too small. At the beginning, she didn't see there was uh, the little bottle with the, the drink, the drink portion. It's only after she she was open to the possibilities like okay what can i do what's the solution then she found the clues then she found that then she can find the potion she can drink it and get to the right size for the door and so on and so on and so on that's where adopting a curious mindset is really helpful so how to do that well observing what's around asking some questions like what if Blah, blah 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 what would happen if blah 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 if i take this path what would happen it, try to play um, if i mix this and that what would happen so it's like yeah adopting an experimentation mindset playing i like to call it like playing the detective or playing the scientist whichever whichever way feels good to you um but play curiosity and playful so a bit like taking the eye of a child, child really, because the child usually sees, has more ability to see things, to see the potential, or to, to try things without judgment or without expectation, because they are discovering the world, they are not jaded as many of us adults are after a while. Another thing that I found useful is to remind myself that change is inevitable and therefore uncertainty is inevitable too. Just look at nature, it keeps changing, growing. If you live in a in a place, like in an area of the world where there are seasons, well, you can see this very easily, seasons change every year, it's a cycle. But even in tropical and equatorial areas, things do change plants grow and grow and grow and something i like to well something that i've experienced a lot in in asia are the storms the huge storms and rainfall tropical rainfall (laughs) wow the first time i experienced a typhoon in china (laughs) that was a very incredible experience and like the, at first, I was excited. Like, oh, woo, that's new. Then I got a little bit scared because it was quite intense, something I had never seen. And after I got, I got back to the excitement and what a chance to experience something like that. And soon enough, the storm came down and then it was quiet. And usually, after this chaos, this chaotic storm, there is a lot of like everything seems even more peaceful than usual. And after the chaos, after the storm comes clarity. It's like the storm or the chaos is here to reorder things, to put things back where they should be, to realign stuff. And after that, it's like, you know, when you clean your home and in order to clean your home, at some point you're gonna have to throw out stuff and sort out stuff. So it's really messy, it's all around. And you're maybe like, oh, it feels heavy. I can't wait to get, to be done with it. But then once you're done, Everything is cleaner than before and so much nicer than before. And you're like, you have this feeling of deep satisfaction that you may not have. I'm sure you you would not have had it if you had not gone through this messy part. So when you feel fear, it's actually a great opportunity to see yourself more clearly and learn more about yourself. A chance to discard what you don't like and lean in towards what you like. If you adopt a curious uh, mindset, then you could ask, questions it's a good way a good occasion to journal or record voice notes and talk to yourself and and see what is what do i need to let go of what makes me feel good what makes me feel satisfied what no longer make me feel satisfied what makes me feel frustrated why what would i like instead how would i like to feel instead what can i envision and something else that my coach said the other day to me, she said, look for evidence of what previous storm you managed to overcome in the past. And this is really helpful because I personally, <laughs> I have tendency to minimize my achievements or to minimize my courage or minimize my ability to navigate difficult situations and challenges. And I think many people do that, especially empath and sensitive people we're like oh that's normal anyone would do the same (laughs) well some do but some don't obviously and i think it's really important to remember to remind ourselves of that because the the evidence of what we managed to do before even if it was a different situation is good for a subconscious mind it's like a proof because our mind our subconscious mind need to be reassured it's looking for safety So if you look and you say, okay, I was able to do that, then the system, your nervous system and your subconscious mind can be a little bit more at ease. And it shows as a proof that you can do it again. There's no reason that if you did something tough in the past, you cannot do it again. And in the middle of the storm, when things are chaotic and scary and things are moving fast. Well, also a great thing about that is you have much less time to overthink and procrastinate you, you you're you forced to let go of perfectionism maybe not entirely but a little bit more because there are there are so many things happening and getting destroyed at a fast pace like imagine if you're facing a real storm or fire i don't think you'd be procrastinating over what to do what to bring you would be like okay action i need to go that this that that, that. like you could tr- you would be trusting your instincts yeah if you are not facing a storm <laughs> or a fire like literally but it's more of an emotional storm or uh, emotional fire think like i think good try to think about like does this really matter is it, does that really matter is it a matter of life and death would i remember about this in six months one year 10 years on my deathbed I think thinking about our deathbed does help to put things back into perspective because it's really it's easier to see the small stuff like that's not important in the grand scale of things it's not important what would I like to remember from my life that's what really matters okay I feel like I've been been chaotic in this episode With the expression of my thoughts, I mean. So I'm going to recap my process. It's been very useful for me. So I trust it will be useful for you too. So first, I reconnect to my intentions. Why do I even want to do that thing? What's the bigger picture? Then I get aware. Like, oh, I'm feeling fear. Where is it located in my body? Then there's the acceptance step. Okay, I'm feeling this emotion I'm having these doom and gloom thoughts, that's okay, that's part of the human experience. Also my mind is trying to protect me from danger, then I, so I evaluate, is there a real danger here? No, it's only a perception guided by your past conditioning and past experiences. That's also when I accept again the past choices I made and the lessons I learned from that. Sometimes we need to forgive ourselves over and over again as long as it hasn't been fully integrated. I'm I'm a fixed sign, I'm a I'm a Taurus. And in human design I'm a generator. Human design is a great energy profiling system. And I'm a generator and I recently learned that generators and manifesting generators are a bit more stubborn. <laughs> I relate to that. So being a fixed sign, Taurus, plus a generator I'm Taurus cusp area so there's a lot of stubborn energy within me (laughs) that's okay I accept it which means I have to forgive myself again and again and again and also forgive others in my life again and again and again showing compassion here is really helpful like I am compassionate and I have a lot of empathy but sometimes I have this kind of you know like when you're wounded you have this uh, reaction like mm, you want to slight others and I, I do have this tendency less and less thankfully but also in that case your compassion for this trait that side of myself is also important showing compassion for this part of me that feels scared that feels uncomfortable and who was hurt in the past showing love so loving myself for showing up courageously for being willing to step out of my comfort zone even if i screw up at times reminding myself it's important to sleep a lot and not because i should because it's healthy because it's reasonable okay yes because it's healthy <laughs> But also because I noticed that when I don't sleep a lot, when I go to bed super late, the day after, my anxiety is much stronger, my mood swings much faster, like my highs and lows are more intense, and it's much more difficult to feel clear, and I have less energy to do the things I wanted to do, and at the end of the day, I'm frustrated with myself. So it's like reframing I should sleep from I should sleep to it's in my highest interest to sleep something i also like to do is to listening to hypnosis audios before going to sleep Um, i'm listening to i made my own and i use those that help instill positive and positivity positive intentions and confidence it's like a sort of future rehearsal i found that also making time for my creativity to do something artistic especially artistic for me it's been drawing and painting lately it really helps to channel my fear this emotion this strong emotion and because when i draw i'm in my body it helps me to get into my body to ground it's like as if my thoughts meander they are not like I, i can unattached from it, cut ties from my thoughts. I just let them flow just the way my hand flow and my line my drawing lines are flowing. It's like my my thoughts are also flowing, but as if like they are mine but they are not really mine at the same time and therefore I'm not in my head so much. I'm in the drawing, I'm in the movement, the sound of the that makes my, my, my pen makes on the paper, in the movement, in the in the shape that it's uh, that it's taking that the, that is slowly taking on my page into this new landscape this inner world taking shape on my page on my paper it helps to make the fear not so real anymore it's it, it's it's a bit like taking a distance yeah taking distance from it and speaking of human design <laughs> it's really interesting because my main well in human design they call it the incarnation cross but it's like your purpose in this life which is constituted of four gates four key things key points and my first the first one for me so the dominant is called is called difficulty at the beginning ordering or called the sacred Fool by human design reader christy inger which i really appreciate i really love her work so what is it it's this um it's this energy this knowing that the beginning of change is the hard, hardest part and loving to create innovative ways to overcome obstacles and face them with a light-hearted touch it's like reordering chaos playfully reordering chaos another that's so uncanny That's my main purpose in life, (laughs) according to human design. And well, I can say that I've experienced a lot of chaos. And seeing this with this new light is incredibly helpful for me. Like, okay, so it makes sense. Yeah, I love to make sense of things. And I'm like, okay, on the days I forget to be playful and I take things too tragically and too seriously. I love to have this tool to remind me, well... (laughs) difficulty at the beginning it's normal it's in your it's in your design but you have the power within you to look at it from a playful angle and we all have this power we all have this possibility like I'm, I'm not saying i'm the only one who will go through chaotic times and who can play with that no 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 it's all of us but since um, it's in my purpose it means i embody that energy maybe like I, I, the way i see it is like okay it's part of my role of what i do in my life to spread this message or to kind of embody that energy so that i can show myself and show you show others what it means and to show that it's possible and I think that this drawing, drawing these lines, flowing with them, letting my hand guide me, it's a way for me to reorder the chaos. Chaos of my emotions or chaos of situation, the situation going on around me or whatever is happening. That needs to be processed and transformed. And I would like to... Leave you with two more insights, which were really helpful to me. Uh, One is this metaphor. I call it if you were an eagle metaphor. I'm going to take you through that now. So whatever you're doing, take a pause now. And take a few deep breaths. And imagine you're an eagle and that your current circumstances are on the ground. Now imagine you're soaring high above it. You're flying above your landscape, and the higher you go, the more serene you feel. Observe your situation from there. Notice what you see. Notice how you feel. Notice what you hear. What can you learn from that? Do you think things differently? How has your perspective shifted now? This eagle metaphor always helps me, always brings me back it's funny i was gonna say it grounds me how funny that flying in the air (laughs) makes me feel grounded (laughs) but in a way it does it's like if i shift my perspective and i take some distance from it i can see things in totally different angle and i can like alice she could see the the clues step by step as she needed to receive them not before it was the moment if i shift my perspective and gain some distance I can also see the clues they will come to me I can trust that they'll come to me when I need to and I was talking about embodying a little bit earlier and I want to stress this point because I think it's super important and we tend to forget it we tend to get into our mind too much and yes the mind It's beautiful thing but we are human beings we are animals first we have a body and remember the body can process fear exactly as excitement which means that it's really important to honor our body's experience because knowledge becomes wisdom only once it has been experienced in action through the body so I need to keep reminding myself that and keep showing up even if I'm wobbling and putting my foot in front of the other until I can walk until I can walk confidently in that new version of myself I had dreamed of earlier on. New version of myself and also new experience, new discoveries, more beauty, more magic. That's it for today and here's to looking at fear with a kind eye and curiosity and letting ourselves guide it by wonder so that we can playfully create order from chaos. If this has piqued your interest, I'd love to invite you to join me and a small group of like-minded souls for this very special retreat in beautiful Provence of five magical days to reignite your dormant dreams and desires while cultivating new and exciting possibilities. So I bet that during this retreat, the quiet, the exploration of your senses and of your voice, your unique voice, will help you to plant the seeds and to water this dream of yours, this beautiful thing that is within you that would benefit everyone around you. I'm back on a regenerative and joyful immersion in the magical beauty of Provence, soaking its colors, textures, scents, sounds and flavors and form meaningful connections with people who get you. Particularly beautiful in June with the various shades of greens of the Garrigue, and the azure blue sky, the vibrant ochres of the Provençal Colorado is a natural paradise that invites your heart to soul. This amazing retreat will touch on all your senses and all aspects of your being, physical, emotional, mind, creative and soul. You'll walk the ochre canyons, listen to the sounds of wildlife, share laughter, give free rein to your creative expression and relax into rediscovering lost dreams and new possibilities as you celebrate and uncover the next chapter of your life. We will meet our inner wisdom through mindful and creative practices led by me and other local healers. There will be sketching, drawing, watercolor painting, wildlife, birdsong, reflexology, walks in nature, a cooking workshop and a herbalist walk. By the end of our five nights together, we'll be relaxed, re-inspired really and ready to dive into the next chapter of your life with clarity and you confidence in yourself. To register, go to rimcreativenergy.com slash retreats. That is R-I-M-C-R-E-A-T-I-B-E-N-E-A-J-Y.com slash retreats. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and if me a review. It really helps to spread the word out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram at rim.creativenegji.com or email me via my website rimcreativenegji.com. And don't worry, I'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me. Until next time, sending you loving, creative energy.